0: Name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm excited to continue the Greatest Story Ever Told series with you today. And we're going to be looking in a, in a story of an individual you might not know that much about in the Bible, but we're going to find out from his perspective of how this uh, story unfolds in the greatest story that was ever told. You know, from the Old Testament, from the time that it ended until the time that the New Testament uh, began, the authors began to write it, there was a period of 400 years. And if you remember from last week in our backstory, when when it was told that Micah prophesied that this Messiah was going to be born in a little town called Bethlehem, that was 700 years before it actually happened. So in the timeline of things that are flowing, we've got 400 years. Of just silence can you only imagine anticipating and waiting for something for that long as a country you know we have a hard time waiting in the in the drive-thru okay when we've ordered our food we're sitting there going I thought this was fast food restaurant okay we have time wait hard time don't we but can you imagine as a country as a nation of Israel they were waiting and listen not everyone was looking not everyone was anticipating that Messiah. They weren't looking for him, even at that time, which we're going to see in this story. But you know, when I think of Christmas, I always think of, of anticipating that big day. Man, you know what it was like as a child. And if you remember, and if you have kids in your home, or if you have grandkids, you still know the excitement of, and that joy that every child looks forward to anticipating Christmas morning. And what it's going to be like. You know, and it's just an awesome thing. But we're going to uh, look into a story this in uh, the Gospel of Luke. If you turn there to Luke chapter 2, we're going to pick up in, a, in verse 25, and it's the story of a man by the name of Simeon. Simeon. Now, there's about four Simeons in the Bible. The first one that's ever introduced to us is, was one of the, of the tribes. He was of the 12 tribes of Israel. Well, one of the sons was Simeon. Now, what's significant about this Simeon is we only know what little bit of information we have about him in just these few verses in Luke chapter 2. But they tell us a lot about the greatest story ever told. In fact, I give you this information, and this means a lot to me, and I hope it does to you today. Simeon's name uh, actually means God has heard. God has heard. And now that means a lot when it comes to this story. Have you ever felt like that you've been asking God for something and and you just keep waiting and have you ever felt at that moment that maybe God didn't hear me? Have you ever been there before? I've talked to the Lord about this. I've asked him for something but I don't seem to be getting a word from him. But this is really amazing because In this story, to have this man by this name, which it actually means God has heard, is very significant when it comes to finding out the truth of this story in Luke's gospel. So if you'll follow with me, we're going to pick up in Luke chapter uh, 2 and verse 25. And we're going to read down just a few verses. It says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, and he was looking for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And he ha- and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law, then he took him into his arms. And he blessed God and he said these words now Lord you are releasing your bond servant to depart in peace according to your word for my eyes have seen your salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples he is a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel okay so that's where we're going to be going today church and this is an amazing story of a man by the name of Simeon whose name means what God has heard God has heard that's what his name means God has heard Let's um I want to go over just a few things with you about this man what do we know about him we know the first thing about him that says that he was righteous Righteous, He was in right standing before God. This this word righteous carries with it the fact that, have you ever heard someone say, are you right with God? Are you right with God? Last week I said it from this standpoint. Have you made your peace with God? Well, a lot of people say that. Are you right with God? Well, listen, this man was righteous, Simeon was, which meant he was right with God. It means he was a believer. It also carries uh, a meaning that, uh, of it that is just. This past week, uh, just carries the, the significance of justice to it. And this past week, I was in the grader store, went in there and saw my buddy Butch, and he was sitting there at the table. And he introduced this man uh, to me, and his name was Bob Adamson. Well, this man, I didn't, he called him Judge. All right, Judge. And I, uh, I said, well, if he's a judge, I said, perhaps he might know our judge that we have. I said, do you know Tammy Brown, probate judge of Bear County? He said, no. He said, I've known her all my life. And then I, I didn't even know who this guy was until Tammy told me. And she said, he is a superior court judge. He's not just any judge. He's superior court over the Piedmont region. And he travels travel all over the state. He's, he's pretty high up, and he's very smart. Well, I wouldn't have never known that. He's sitting right there in the gratis store, you know, right there, just a little old gratis. But here's the thing. People go to him all the time and have stood before him. And people have stood before our Judge Brown. And you know what? The most important thing that they want to know is that are they right according to what? God to the law. And listen we know that god's word tells us that that there are none righteous no not one and so before accepting jesus christ none of us are righteous were we we've all sinned we've all fallen short of god's glory but the word of god says simeon was righteous so that means he was right with god he was he was just before god he wasn't guilty almost everybody what do you plead as you stand before the judge? Do you plead guilty or not guilty? Well, if you go in there with a speeding ticket, you better plead guilty. I can tell you that already, all right? <laughs> but most people want to say not guilty. But you know, that's why when the final judgment comes before the final judge, who is Almighty God, everyone who stands there before him that day, they're going to be guilty. And the only way you're not guilty is if you've been made right by the greatest story ever told. Well, this man was righteous. What else do we know about Simeon? He was devout. Now that's not a word that we use too often, do we? We don't. I don't, you, I don't know if I've ever said, "Canaan, you're devout," but I, I use this word, uh, devoted, devoted, and devout. Devoted comes out of that. It means a person is committed. They're devoted to something. Their whole heart is into it. And this is what we, we find about this man named Simeon. His whole life is centered and focused around God. Now that's a, that's a great way to say something about someone. That person, man, their whole life is centered and focused upon God. They're a God-centered person. Man, and when I read this about Simeon, and I know that he was devout, he was devoted. And I look in the world and I see, what I see among a lot of people is that they, a lot of people have God on their plate, but they have many plates spinning. And God is just one of those things. Well, not Simeon. Simeon, he has one plate. And in that one plate, it's God. And God's the center and God's the focus of who he is and what he does. So that's what we know about Simeon. Also, we know this about Simeon. He was looking. He was looking to receive something. He was looking, the Bible says, for the consolation of Israel. This is, it's um, significant to know that in this word looking, it means to receive to oneself. In other words, it's not just looking FOR SOMETHING TO HAPPEN, HE WANTED TO EMBRACE IT. HE WANTED TO RECEIVE TO HIMSELF WHAT had WAS PROMISED TO HIM. HE WAS LOOKING FOR THE CONSOLATION OF ISRAEL. CONSOLATION BEING, to, you, HAVE YOU EVER HEARD THE WORD console TO COMFORT SOMEONE? THAT'S WHAT IT'S TALKING ABOUT HERE. THIS PERSON IS GOING TO BE THE COMFORTER. THIS PERSON IS GOING TO BE THE ONE WHO CONSOLES ISRAEL. THIS PERSON IS GOING TO BE THE ONE WHO HELPS. And there is no greater helper, no greater comforter than the one who is the greatest story ever told, Jesus. So this is what he was looking for. And notice something else about him. It says that the Holy Spirit was upon him. Wow. Now, in the Old Testament leading up to the time of Pentecost, what happened was the Holy Spirit would come upon a person and would be with a person. But you know what that was before Pentecost you know what happens after the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of people there's a distinction there and that's for us church because you didn't Paul say is Christ in you is his spirit in you which is the hope of glory well this man he, he had the Holy Spirit was upon him. And that is a powerful thing to know about him. There's there's three things here about the Holy Spirit when it comes to Simeon. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And the Holy Spirit had done something that fascinates me about this whole story. To me, this is the clincher in everything about Simeon's story here today, church. And that is this catch it in the verse it said it had been revealed to him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ the Messiah is what that means it had been told to him by the Holy Spirit that he was not going to die until he'd seen him. now what I mean does that do you just think about that what if God had revealed to you as an individual, a promise, you're not going to die before you see him. Wow. Isn't that amazing to think about? Let that, let that sink in for a moment. And you know, um, when it comes to, to the church here and the promises of God, to get a word, to, to get a defining word, because we know this, can God lie? Can God lie? No. And the Holy Spirit is God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is. And can God lie? No. And the Spirit of God had revealed to him, you're going to see this Messiah before you die. So he, he was, <laughs> every day, and we know he was, uh, well, we we're guessing and inferring that he's an old person, okay? He's getting on up there in age. We don't know how old he is, but we just know he's old. You know, it's kind of like this. This past week, uh, uh, I heard you know our president George H. W. Bush passed away, and it's been a, it's been really powerful to see uh, the words that have been spoken at his funeral and the things been said about his life. Incredible man, and uh, God used him in a powerful way in our country. But our, one of the pastor friends that's kind of in the 40s. They made this comment. They said, "Yes." They said George H. W. Bush was the—he was the first one I voted for for president. And uh, and I, you know, I can't but help overhear this. But you know, Harry was talking to Sammy out there in the lobby before church, and they were talking about this. And, and Sammy said to Harry, "He said, who was your first president you voted for?" And I think he said, "You know, it was George Washington." <laughs> but, or was it Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> Some of y'all got that, some of you some of the rest of you, you got to know your presidents, okay? I tried to give you one that you might know, George Washington, first president, okay? Barry Goldwater. <laughs> oh, Barry Goldwater. was that who it really was? Barry Goldwater, okay. But anyway, that's a joke, y'all. I love Harry and Sammy, and they know that. But that was fitting to put right in here in this moment, that we don't know how old Simeon was. But we know he's on up in age. And he'd been given a promise. Can you imagine him waking up every day going, is this it? I'm getting old. Is this the day? Is it? Is this the one? And if it didn't, if I didn't see him this day, if I didn't find him in the temple, then I'm not dying tonight. I know that's a fact. I'm not dying in my sleep tonight because God has promised me I'm going to see him. So can you only imagine how this man's routine must have been in those years, the latter years of his life? It's fascinating to me. Just a fascinating truth for God to give you that kind of a promise. And you know, I've, we've been working seven years as a church here, and we've been meeting seven years on this campus. This morning, I pulled up. I thank God for heat in this building. I thank God for a parking lot out there to park on because I, I said, Lord, if we were on our campus on Perry Smith Road and if we didn't have all the parking lots fixed, we wouldn't be able to drive on that property today because it would be underwater. It'd be mushy. We'd be getting stuck. But you know what? We're waiting for a promise. And what God has promised, He's going to start, He's going to finish. And so I'm I'm thankful. I'm looking forward to the day I receive that promise. But I'm still thankful for the day I'm in. Until I wait for that promise to be fulfilled. Amen. I think God's teaching us some lessons through the process. And so Simeon's on up in age. Way on up there. We don't know how old, but he's up there. And he's waiting. He's been promised this. And notice this. It says that... FROM THIS STANDPOINT IT SAYS IN THE TEXT HE CAME IN THE SPIRIT INTO THE TEMPLE SO WE KNOW ON THE ON THIS GIVEN DAY THE SPIRIT OF GOD LED HIM INTO THE TEMPLE I DON'T KNOW IF IT IF HE WENT THERE EVERY DAY BUT HE WAS LED BY THE SPIRIT INTO THE TEMPLE ON THIS GIVEN DAY AND THEN IT HAPPENED IT HAPPENED The scene, there's hundreds, perhaps thousands of people that are at the temple. It's a big area. But something supernatural has to happen in that moment for Simeon to look over. Had he ever met Joseph and Mary? No. Had Joseph and Mary ever met Simeon? No. But a man. An old man walks over and he sees this child. He sees him. And then, moms, how many of you have ever handed your baby over to a total stranger? Hmm. To a total stranger that you had never met before. I doubt many of you have ever done that, particularly a little baby. Jesus, some say he was 8 days old, some say he was 40 days old. He was a baby. But in this moment, Simeon takes the child, takes Jesus, and he takes him into his arms. Wow. The Spirit had promised it, but now he is holding the Messiah. Now, y'all, I don't know. I don't know if that gives you goosebumps, but that just literally lights me up. It lights me up, y'all, to know that you're holding the promise that the Spirit had said, but you're holding the Savior of the world. Man, I, I I can't even imagine his emotions. The Bible says that hope deferred makes a heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. (laughs) I imagine he was just overjoyed in this moment. But we do know from the text that it said, he said these words, he took him into his arms and he did this, he blessed God, he began to praise God, he blessed him, and he said these words, now Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace, in other words, Man, Lord, this is it. I am holding your your child. I am holding Messiah. I am holding the one. Now I can die. I can die. I've waited. I've waited for this moment. Now I'm ready to go. My bucket list is completed. It's time. I'm ready to go. Just take me. I can depart. But he noticed, he says, I can depart in peace according to your word." And he says these words, church, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And not only am I holding it, holding it, I'm looking at the savior of the world. And he goes on to say this, which you which you father, you God have prepared in the presence of all peoples. And so he is saying this isn't just for our nation of Israel. This is for all people. This Messiah, this is salvation for everyone. And the Bible says that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. That's the promise. And in this moment, Simeon is saying these words, and he's praising God, my eyes have seen your salvation. And then he says this, he is a light of revelation to the Gentiles. The Gentiles were those people who were not Jews okay in the world the Romans (laughs) that would be something for someone to go huh what do you mean he's a light yes he's a light to the of revelation to the Gentiles and then he says these final words for the day he is the glory of your people Israel the glory and here's what it is church the Jewish nation they missed him they weren't looking for Messiah. Only a handful of people in that day and time were looking for him. But Simeon was one of them. And we're going to see next week a, a lady, a young lady by the name of Anna, who was 84 years old, was looking for him too. But they were looking. He was looking and he was waiting. But it is so sad that the glory of Israel was not seen in that moment. But Simeon did not miss it. Simeon didn't miss it. Why? Because he was right with God. He was devoted to God. He was he was the Spirit led him and he was looking for the promise. And when God promises you something, uh, church, when he promises you something, brother and sister, God will keep his promises. Amen. He doesn't back out on them. It might not happen as soon as you think. You want it to happen, but God ultimately carries out his word to you. And boy, Simeon, Simeon just encourages me because he waited and then he held the Savior of the world in his arms. Man. Now, I close today by saying these words to you. A few questions. What are you looking for? What are you looking for this Christmas? Has God promised you something that you've been waiting for and and hoping for and you have kind of given up on it? Follow and learn a lesson from the life of Simeon. When God tells you something, it will come to pass. What are you looking for? And then here's another great question to ask. Are you right with God? Are you right with God? Simeon was, I know I'm right with God. Am I perfect? No, but I'm right with him. When I stand before God, he is not going to be the judge who tells me you're guilty. He's going to be the one who looks at me and says, Son, the reason that you are right and righteous is because of my son Jesus. And his blood has covered your life. You're right with me. That's what it means to be right with God. And my question to you today is, are you right with God? And then, to wrap it all up in this greatest story ever told, what is it, what's the one thing out of this whole story today that God is speaking to you about? What is it? I can't answer that question for you, but you know, what is it in the lesson, in the life of the greatest story ever told? And then once you figure it out, what it is that God's saying to you, then the most important thing that we can do next is be obedient. So whatever God is telling us to do, our answer is already yes on the table before him. My answer is yes, okay? So let's pray. Father, the greatest...